0: You're listening to Simple Roots Radio, episode number 199. Oh my gosh, we're almost at 200. But today we have one of the most fascinating topics I have ever talked about on here, and it's all about memory reengineering. Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to this podcast. As always, my name's Alexa, and this is the place to get healthy, live happy, and find more joy. I mean, can you believe it? We made it through the Enneagram series, and I say that like it was a pain. I actually thoroughly enjoyed every second of the Enneagram series. I learned an incredible amount of knowledge and really just went back to the basics of what self-care really means. And that's this deep understanding and knowledge of oneself. So important. So go back and listen to like the last 18 episodes. Dive into the Enneagram series. But now today, we're starting something new. And I can't wait. And this is a topic that I've been reading about and studying about and... I really can't wait to bring it to you today. We're talking about memory reengineering with Dr. Alexander Lloyd. Yes, I'm coming out of the India Health series with an interview right away, and I am beyond ecstatic to share this information with you. Like I said, Dr. Alexander Lloyd is the founder of what's considered memory reengineering, which is the study of how past emotions and our emotional health and how we think is affecting our biological health. It is fascinating information, and I cannot wait to interview Dr. Lloyd and ask him all of my questions. But just to give you a brief overview of who he is, Dr. Alexander Lloyd is the best selling author of The Healing Code and The Love Code and now The Memory Code, and he helps people live their happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives through a unique practice and methods that are proven to reduce stress, heal the mind and the body, and remove barriers that hold people back in all areas of life. What is so cool about it is that you can do it from your own home, in your own pajamas, on your couch. It is amazing information. And today, I wanna to talk with Dr. Lloyd about how our past baggage and our past traumas are influencing our body today, and what this means for our overall health, and ultimately, what is memory reengineering, and how can we go back and fully heal? Like, this is more than just adding positive thoughts to your negative thoughts. Like, this is getting to the root our traumas, our past, our pains, our frustrations, our emotions, and really figuring out what is true and how do I heal from here. So, today we're going to talk with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, and I can't wait to dig in. But before we get there, I do want to remind you, because this interview is going to be jam-packed with information, and I'm encouraging every single person to grab a copy of his book, you can find all the information from today's show and the show notes over at Wellness.com backslash 199. All the information is there, including where to find a copy of his book and more information about him and what I'm learning today on the show, how I'm breaking this down in my own life. So make sure you check that out. Also, if you wouldn't mind, share the show with your friends and family. Literally, this could be the most important podcast they hear all year. And I think it's valuable and worth noting that this information needs to be shared. This is not my knowledge. This is Dr. Lloyd's, and we are just learning from him. So if you wouldn't mind, take a screenshot of the show, send it out in an email to your friends and coworkers, or just share it on social media and let other people know why you're loving the show and what you learn from it. I really can't thank you enough because it is the lifeblood of the show. It cannot grow without you. And I am just so blessed and encouraged by you. And I just thank you so much for all that you've given me and do for me. And this is my one big ask. Would you mind sharing it with your friends and family and dropping a rating and review on iTunes? also helps iTunes open it up to more people who wouldn't otherwise hear about the show. To leave a simple rating and review head to simportswellness.com backslash review and like I said, just taking a simple picture of the podcast, sharing it on social media means the world to me. But for now let's get right to the show because I cannot wait to talk to Dr. Lloyd. Alex, welcome to the show. Uh, We're going to dive into a subject that I am really pumped to get your perspective and your view being the the research behind all this. So thank you so much for being here.
1: Alexa, I've been excited about this. (laughs) It's so great to meet you and your wonderful program. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah. So you are releasing a book called The Memory Code, and you talk about a healing approach called memory engineering. Now, this is a little bit different than the traditional spin on, I think, what we hear about with uh, when it deals with memories and this kind of... Se- I, I always think of like the mind as like people tend to segment it or box it off as its own thing, but I feel like you really do a great job of just linking this to everything in our life. So can you explain what is memory engineering and what does it mean?
1: Sure, sure, absolutely. First of all, I was not crazy about the name because when you hear that a lot of people think okay this is for people who are getting dementia later in life and Mm -hmm. it's memory games and has nothing nothing to do with that memory engineering is a way to basically go into your mind and heart not pump heart but the i love you with all my heart heart to go into your mind and heart and Find a, a memory that is being negative to you, whether you know about it or not, meaning it's creating stress. It's causing negative thoughts, negative feelings, uh, possibly negative actions, behaviors, habits, addictions, etc. And literally reengineering that memory like you've got a, you know, an engineer comes to work on your air conditioner that's not working right. And he's got his little tool bag We're going to give you a tool bag to go into any memory that is either negative to you or causing a problem, and you can re-engineer it. You can literally change that memory to either positive or at least neutral. And um, this is what psychology has been trying to crack for 100 years since Freud. So – uh, because that's my field, it's a pretty big deal to me. But I think it 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 will be a big deal to your listeners if they try it as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So before the show, you kind of told me how you got here, but what is your story with coming to this place of really wanting to dive into this? Because in, in my understanding, I mean, the research is just kind of kicking off. Like there's it's hard to study memories, right?
1: That's right. Yeah. This started with me with my wife and, and, you know, we got married Alexa thinking everything was going to be happily ever after like everyone does. And in about a year and a half, we both, um, were extremely unhappy. She wanted a divorce said she kicked me out of the house one night, Alexa, and said, I cannot stand to live with you another day, which, uh, was so shocking for both of us because we 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 you know were so felt like we were so ready for marriage, and, but she was exactly right and I was unhappy too. So we found out um, from three doctors after visiting the third doctor that she was horribly clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. And um, Alex, I'll never forget the doctor said, "This is the big bad bear of depression. It's major." sorry, my Alexa's going off, <laughs> says uh, this is the big bad bear of depression. It's, it's genetic. She'll have it till the day she dies. The good news is we can manage it with medication. Well, like so many people, uh, a high percentage of people, managing with medication did not work for her. So um, I went back to graduate school to become a psychologist, not as a career move, but to try to find a way to fix her depression. And I was out in private practice, and my, I was making a lot of money, but um, just did, I, I was disillusioned because mm-hmm. I, I, I was like, well, I thought this was going to be the solution for everybody. But it, it rarely is the solution, Alexa. I think that's why uh, traditionally that profession has the highest suicide rate of mm-hmm. any major profession. They get into it thinking they're really going to help people, and it just doesn't happen very often. So I walked away Mm. and started looking for real solutions and traveling all over the world and and talking to people who had just invented something that wasn't even available for sale yet and and things like that, and one thing led to another, and I discovered something that – I felt like did help people consistently in a quicker way. But all of that really has been building up to memory engineering because it, this is the Holy grail of psychology. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you can change your memories, ladies and gentlemen, you can change anything in your life. Um, what a lot of people don't know in 2004, uh, Southwestern University Medical Center released a study that was headline news all over the world. It was reprinted in my town Nashville uh, the next day and Southwestern was this is the the most highly regarded medical school and medical center in Texas and they're doing a study, Alexa to try to find out what is the source of illness and disease of cancer diabetes because typically, well, my legs again, sorry. Yeah. Uh, right. t- typically when someone is diagnosed with cancer, you know, I'm sorry to tell you, you have, and then it's your thing, uh-huh. cancer, diabetes, MS, depression, whatever it is. And when the person recovers almost every ting- single time, they'll say, okay, doc, but how did I get this? I've yeah. got a twin brother who doesn't have it. I've got Friends that eat just like I eat and they don't have it. How did I get it? And far and away, the number one answer is we don't know. So Southwestern is trying to figure out where did these things come from. So in 2004, they concluded their study, published the findings. It's headline news all over the world because they found it. Hmm. And Dr. Eric Nessler, who's a medical doctor from Harvard, being interviewed, uh, because he was the head of the program doing the study says, this is going to change everything. This is going to change health. This is going to change, uh, uh, everything in life. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and if you read the study, he's talking about your happiness, your, how you make money, being successful at your career, everything. And, and he said, we're calling the source cellular memories. But but mm-hmm. if you're listening, you can just delete the word cellular. It's your memories. Mm-hmm. Your memories are your programming that determine your thoughts, your feelings, your actions and behaviors, and even the chemistry and actions of your body.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is so fascinating, but I feel like when you start to dig in, the memory is really what ties the body together, right? Like in some right. way. It's like what brings every system that we've separated back together.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely right. Um, and, and, you know, we, we have little um, inklings of the magic of this. Like when people have an organ transplant and all of a sudden they crave Kentucky Fried Chicken and they've never liked Kentucky Fried Chicken. Mm. Or all of a sudden they're having memories of the donor's life. Mm. When it wasn't, a, it wasn't a heart transplant, it was something else. I mean, they didn't transplant the brain, they right. didn't transplant, you know. But, um, and these stories are all over the place. And, and so we know that our memories are not just in the brain, they're all over the body. They are what the unconscious mind, they they are the software programming and database Mm -hmm. that the mind goes to to determine what to do every moment of every day and in any situation. Now, the problem, and and if you're listening to this, you're going to think, well, that's crazy, but hang on a second. It's really not. The... The wild thing is that the, mem- the most negative memories, the ones that have the most fear, anger, unforgiveness, trauma, et cetera, I'm, I, I'm not good enough, I don't measure up, those memories are protected mm. by the unconscious mind from being changed or healed.
0: Yeah. So is it survival?
1: It is. It's part of the survival mechanism. Most people have heard, you know, if you get a virus and have the flu for a week or whatever that is, you can never get that exact same strain of virus again. Because if it comes into your body again, your immune system has it cataloged and immediately kills it Mm. because it knows it now. Well, that's how the mind uses these negative memories. If, if, uh, if, if uh, somebody punched me in the nose on the playground in elementary school, which actually happened to me for um, going to get a ball that had gotten away from the game they were playing and trying to be helpful and throw it back, but he missed it with his hands and it hit him in the nose, so he comes over and punches me in the nose <laughs> Guess what? I never go get a, a stray ball again.
0: Yeah, right. Okay?
1: Well, that's what that's why the unconscious protects those memories. The problem is, Alexa, over centuries and millennia, we have had a devolution in our memories, not an evolution, meaning that all these things, all these negative things have gotten stacked on top of each other in our memories, so that now we're reacting negatively to the mail coming mm. or it raining when I wasn't expecting it, or, you know, uh, my shirt doesn't fit exactly. I mean, we, we get all bent out, out of shape, anger, frustrated, irritated over things that were really only supposed to happen to us once or twice a year. And it's because we're having a memory malfunction that has taken thousands of years to devolve.
0: Mm. Okay. So basically, I mean, we're born into we're born with some memories then. Is that what you're saying?
1: We are born with with one set of memories already there, yes, from our ancestry. And then we immediately start creating our own on top of that. But even the ones we create on our own are filtered through the ones we inherited in order to determine what they really are. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the end effect, a Scientific American wrote a wonderful article, and they said um, what scientists wish people knew about their memories. And, and the, Based on the study, here's what they said, Alexa, that's absolutely stunning. It is actually more accurate to call your memories illusions than to call them memories the way most people define memories. Because virtually every memory we have has lies and errors in it that have devolved over thousands of years, just like if you turned your computer on and left it on for 10 years and never did anything as far as maintenance, it would be full of viruses, right? Right. We know that. Well, these memories that have negative things in us about us in our life those are our human hard drive viruses, and your mind protects those from being healed. So, mm. but if they're not healed, you end up like almost like a puppet on a string. One one of the amazing things, Alexa, and I've never seen this before, is that the um, the uh, authors of the study in Scientific American that I just spoke about they said when they released the study. They said we had talks with ourselves, serious, serious talks, where we strongly considered burying this research and never making it available to the public. Wow. Now, if you know anything about researchers, they would never do that. I mean, that's their Super Bowl.
0: Right, right. How
1: to get their name in the magazine and get a raise, okay? They said the reason is because they've they've, if they published it they felt like so many people would become hopeless feeling like they were a puppet on a string and really had no control over their life to the point that the suicide rate might spike and and all sorts of addictions might spike and and things like that because they could find no solution for it mm. and um And I've never heard of anything like that. Uh, National Geographic, about this same research, released a special edition. It was called the Owner's Manual for the Brain. I've got it here in my office. And the primary study that 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 special edition revolves around is one where scientists determine that one second before you make any significant decision, which you probably do 20 times a day, There is an electrical spike in the brain every single time. It took them years to track down that electrical spike. When they did, Alexa, what they found is that electrical spike is your unconscious mind mandating what your decision will be.
0: Mm.
1: Mandating. Mm -hmm. Now, you think you made that decision, because that car got better gas mileage and it was a better deal and, you know, blah, blah, blah. No, you made that decision because it was mandated to you. And now you're rationalizing why you made it because you need to feel like you're in control.
0: Right. So, I mean, it's all, like you said, it's it's mandated, but at some level it's the perceptions that you've created over time, Right.
1: That's right. That, uh, along with other people's influences in your right. life, is right. your ancestry passed down? Right. Yes.
0: So, where are these memories stored? And they're
1: stored everywhere.
0: So they're that's in why, every single cell.
1: That's right. That's mm-hmm. why. That's why we used to think they were all in the brain. They cut out every part of the brain, and the memories were still there. That's why Southwestern said we're calling them cellular memories instead of like Mm -hmm. hippocampus memories or Mm -hmm. something like that. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. So it's affecting every single action, which means, I mean, you kind of talked about this, but it's affecting the physical aspect of our health. And that's why some people can do quote unquote everything right as it relates to health and nutrition and never see the results could simply just be because of stored memory.
1: That's right. I was working with a, uh, with a, a, doc, a doctor who has a very successful syndicated radio program. Her name's Dr. Mary Schreck. Huge following, uh, especially in the Midwest, and has been um, uh, on, has this uh, very successful radio show for about 20 years. And um, she heard about my work and contacted me, and I got on her show and we talked, and, and here's what she said. Uh, She said this for the first time explains to me why as long as I've been a doctor, I've prescribed the perfect things for that patient, whether they be medications or supplements or both. And I knew they were right. And the blood test showed they were right. Everything pointed to they were right. They take them and nothing happens.
0: Right, right.
1: And, And she said... For the first time, I know the reason. It's because the memories are sending a signal to the brain that causes the brain to send a signal to every cell to close in, basically, in fear. And when those cells are closed, they can't absorb. You can take the perfect nutrition, but the cell doesn't absorb it. You can drink a gallon of water a day but still be dehydrated because the cell doesn't absorb it. Well, why is the cell closed? Because of the interpretation of what's going on in your life through the filter of your existing memories. And it makes the interpretation, we're not safe right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and it shuts down your cells, it sends you into fight or flight, um, and it's a, a negative domino effect.
0: Right. So essentially what you're saying is there's no black and white and there'll never be a black and white when it comes to health because everyone is going to react. I mean, we know this, right? As health professionals, we're constantly trying to figure out that one thing that's going to work, but we've never figured that out. And it's because we'll never figure it out because of this memory of our body, right? Like everything's kind of gray.
1: Right. And so the, and so the only solution Uh You've got to heal, fix, transform, whatever word you want to use. You've got to change the memory that's at the root of it and causing the negative domino effect. And that's what memory engineering does.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that's what's inside of your book. And I don't want to, of course, give away all the details of that, but let's start to talk about what does that healing look like? Because I think about this and I can see the side of like, well, there's no hope because we have no fix. But In your book, you give a lot of fixes, and it's not as difficult as it seems like it's going to be, right? So
1: That's right.
0: What what are some ways that someone could understand, okay, first of all, how do you get to this deepest emotion? Because I think sometimes it's so blocked off from some of them, right? Like that we can, the memory's there, but a lot of people don't want to relive that. But how do you get someone there, and then how do you start to heal that?
1: Sure. Let me give you an example. First, Um, I had a client who her she she had a upper middle class life, married to a guy she really liked. She loved him. He loved her. They had plenty of money. He had a great job. She didn't have any big health problems and she's miserable. Okay. Mm -hmm. And she knows exactly what it is. It's her mother. Okay, she has always had this this um, strained, antagonistic relationship with her mother, who was a perfectionist. Who um, I, I'll give you one good one um, from that that she allowed me to share, as long as I don't say her name. Um, she was told in high school, if you ever have sex with a boy or get pregnant, just don't even bother coming. Uh, in the house, we will have your bags packed on the porch and the door locked and don't ever come back again. Mm. And, um, you know, she would say things and be slapped in the face. And uh, her mother was hypercritical. There was never any what you would call severe abuse. It was more what I would call kind of common emotional abuse. Okay. But anyway, she's uh, 40 years old and her life looks ideal and she is absolutely miserable every single day. So, um, she's talking with me and says, you know, what in the world do I do? I've, I've said, I know my mom's the problem. I have said a thousand times, I forgive my mom. I forgive my mom. I forgive my mom. Yeah but it doesn't change anything. When I think of her, I still have this rush of negative. If she calls and I don't even talk to her, but she leaves a message on the answering machine. I'm angry. And, 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 you know, can't come down from that for a while. And, you know, she, she says, I don't want to live this way anymore. And I've tried everything I know to do. I've written her a letter. I've talked to her, but well, That's exactly, Alexa, what I was talking about, where the unconscious doesn't want that memory healed. Mm, It wants that memory to make you stay away from your mother so you don't get hurt by her anymore. It's afraid if it heals that memory, you're going to get around her and she's going to slap you again. Mm -hmm. Okay? And its number one job is to protect you. So that that lady could never truly forgive her mom, no matter how many times she said it or wanted it, until we went in with memory engineering and changed about six memories with her mom, with memory engineering. It took, uh, I would say, oh, three weeks. Now, we talked once a week, but probably took about three weeks. At the end of three weeks, it was, as she put it, 99.9% gone. She felt, she told me happier than she'd ever felt in her life. She felt like she could go hug her mom, have a conversation, go to lunch without any of the negative that had always been between them. Now that's a miracle in that lady's life, but we didn't work on the depression. We didn't work on her, uh, anxiety that she was taking Xanax for. We didn't, The only thing we worked on was six memories related to her mom. And we did not change the memories to something that's untrue. That's something that uh, your listeners may be thinking right now. Well, wait a minute, though. What happened happened. Mm -hmm. How can you change what happened? That would be no, 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 no. Remember. The research says there's lies and errors in almost every one of these memories. All we did was pull the lies and errors out. Mm. That's it. And 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 um and created a new default memory for her regarding her mother so that anytime anything related to her mother comes up the first memory that her mind goes to to determine how to respond is the new default memory that we created for her and infused, which is, which is not that her mom is this awesome, wonderful person that she wants to be around all the time. No, it's just the truth. And, and, uh, but the truth is, this lady can have a fabulous life no matter what her mom does. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's her, that's her business, and she can't stop her, even if she wants to, from being negative. But she can still live a fabulous life no matter what her mom does. And now she's doing it, mm-hmm. where for 40 years she could not. Mm-hmm. That, memory, that memory was controlling her thoughts, her feelings, her actions, basically 24-7.
0: Right. So I've done some work with healing the inner child. How is this similar and different than that?
1: Well, h- here's the thing. This is the holy grail of psychology. Mm -hmm. Everyone in psychology has been trying to solve this. I'm told by my publisher that this is the first published process ever on how to do memory engineering. Scientific American said the era of memory engineering has arrived. So um, I found three keys, Alexa, Mm -hmm. that had been keeping any way I had tried to do it or any way that anyone else I knew had tried to do it, there were, I found three keys that were keeping it from working. Mm. Um, the first one is you have to create a mutually beneficial friendship-type relationship with your unconscious mind. Now, the reason for that is your unconscious is a million times more powerful than your conscious intention. Mm. So if you're trying to forgive your mom and your unconscious says, no, that's not safe. She might hurt you again. You are never going to be able to forgive your mom right. until the unconscious lets you because it's a million times more powerful. Mm-hmm. So you have to create a mutually beneficial relationship. And, and I know that sounds crazy because your, your unconscious is not a person, but it is alive. Okay. It is a living entity. So, and, and I show you in the book exactly how to do that. Step by step takes probably five minutes. Okay. The second one, is you have a miraculous mechanism inside of you, Alexa. So do I. So does every one of your listeners. It's called psychological adaptation. Psychological adaptation is so cool that it can make you okay in virtually any and every situation automatically with no conscious effort required. I'll give you an example. They did a study on psychological adaptation and they took a group of brand new uh, quadriplegics, Mm -hmm. uh, people who had just been in a horrible accident and were now paralyzed for the rest of their life with no hope. And they took another group of brand new lottery winners, people who had just become millionaires over overnight quit their job, never have another concern in their life about money, which house to be, are we going to buy, what car are we going to buy. Those are the two groups. All right. They give them all these different tests, physiological stress tests, um, blood pressure, pulse rate, galvanic skin response. They give them all kinds of emotional tests, uh, happiness and contentment with life, hope for the future, things like that. All right. Then they do nothing. There's no intervention at all. Mm -hmm. Six months later, they bring them back, and they do all of the same test. At the end of uh, six—well, hang on, back up. I forgot something. At the end of the first set of tests, as you would imagine probably, the lottery winners tested through the roof as high as you could score almost on these tests. The the new uh, quadriplegics scored through the floor, about as low as you could possibly score on these tests. Bring them back six months later, t- retest them with the same test. There's no difference in the two groups. Mm. The quadriplegics are just as hopeful about the future. They're just as content and satisfied with their life as the lottery winners. Now, Alexa. I've been telling that story from that study for a few years now, and and you know what? I just got it. You're Alexa and my things, Alexa. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me unplug Sorry. No, Yo, you're fine. Um, every time I tell that story, I honestly think, wait a minute. That's not possible. No way. If if I was one of those quadriplegics, right. I don't care what happened in six months. I wouldn't be equal to the lottery winners. It's not you. It's psychological adaptation. It is, it is a software program built into you to do precisely that. So you're thinking, if you're listening, probably, okay, then how come mine is not working? Because (laughs) I don't feel okay with this or that. The devolution of your memories over millennia to the point that virtually virtually every one of them are filled with lies and errors has made your internal energy too negative. It's more than psychological adaptation can overcome. So it tries, it tries, it tries, it tries, it tries, but the energy's too negative. It can't make you okay. So step number two is just little baby step by little baby step, and we give you the instructions on how to do this too. You shift that energy internally a little more positive until it gets to the place where psychological adaptation grabs it and automatically takes you the rest of the way. Um, That almost always takes 40 days or less for that energy with the instructions we give you to get positive enough to where psychological adaptation kicks in and starts working again. So that's the second one. Mm -hmm. And once you get to that place, good cow. I mean, you're going to be okay no matter what. I mean, and, you, and and without trying to, so you're going to automatically have positive thoughts, feelings, actions, behaviors. Your your bad habits are going to melt away. Your body chemistry is going to improve. You're going to become more healthy, etc. So that one is gold. The last one um, is one I already touched on. You have to create a new default memory for that issue, mm. and then basically upload it to your mind, um, that takes about five minutes. And, and we'll show you step by step how to do it. So those are the three keys that I had never found before. And as I've studied and talked with other people in this area for 30 years, I don't know of anyone else who's ever found those either. Those were the three keys that make it work.
0: Right. And so this is something that you can do on your own, correct? At home, in your
1: pajamas, without me, without you, without any help at all. Yes, totally by yourself.
0: So if you start to do this process and you really like re-engineer these negative thoughts, then do you think you can get to a place where, let's just use weight loss, for instance, because so many people talk about that. Can you think yourself thin?
1: Oh, yeah. I, I mean, you wouldn't believe it. I mean, if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the, the best research on weight loss and, and feel free to Google this if you're listening is that no program works. Right. <laughs> that's, that's the real research. Now Cato and all these others, they're popular here and there. Uh, my good friend, Mark Victor Hansen, who wrote the, uh, chicken soup for the soul books, he and his partner are the top-selling nonfiction writers in the history of America. I think they're up to about 150 million books. Jeez. Um, w- I, we were having dinner one night, and Mark said, Alex, do you know what the top-selling uh, category of books virtually every year is? And I said, no, Mark, I don't. And he said, diet and weight loss. And I said, oh, okay. He said, do you know who buys the diet and weight loss books this year? I said, no, Mark, I don't. He said the same people that bought them last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. But when you heal the memory, your your body metabolism changes, your chemistry changes, those positive and negative thoughts, uh, positive and, and those positive thoughts, feelings and actions, all that stuff working together. I mean, I, I had a lady, uh, I guess it was about a month ago and her issue was weight. And she contacted me and said, I've tried every diet there is for 20 years and because my identity and self-worth is tied to my weight and my weight is terrible and always has been. And she said, I lost 20 pounds in six weeks after I healed these memories that were the biggest ones for me. Hmm. Um, because I mean you've got to get in your head if you're hearing this your memories are the source of basically everything what right. you do what you think everything your body chemistry everything so when you change those you change everything
0: so to take this on like a very biological level because this is all making total sense to me but I just want to be very clear when you change your memory, like your memories are creating the biological systems, like the the hormones and the neurotransmitters, like that's all memory based. So that's right. Just kind of explain that on like the actual physical biological level of w- why this is working.
1: <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's a former cellular biologist at uh, Stanford Medical School, author of the bestseller, The Biology of Belief. He's also a friend of mine. We've done joint programs, and he endorsed the first book I ever wrote. Um, The way he explains it is that every cell at any given moment is in one of two modes. It's either in growth mode, which means it's open or it's in self-protection mode, which means it's closed. If a cell is open, it's doing the job it's supposed to do. If it's a liver cell, it's cleansing blood. It's cooperating with other cells. It's um, creating energy. The mitochondria inside it is working like a generator to create energy for that cell. It's releasing waste. It's taking in hydration and nutrition, and it's reproducing. Okay, And that cell, as long as nothing changes, that cell's going to be healthy, live long, and do the job you need it to do. No problems there. A closed cell, the ions cannot get into it to power the mitochondria, so the mitochondria starts to quit producing energy. When the energy level gets too low in that cell the odds skyrocket that a disease gene will unmask and manifest and become active that never would have manifested any other way. And in fact, he says that's the only way you can get sick or get a major disease is if that cell is closed and... Uh, no energy, and a disease gene manifests out of that and then starts to affect cells next to it. It does not reproduce. It does not do its job. It becomes toxic because it can't release waste. All right. So what causes a cell to be open or closed? Dr. Lipton says a negative belief. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Where does the negative belief come from? Every one of them comes from your memories. Your beliefs are interpretations of your memories. Because my mom slapped me on the face for um, making a mess on the floor and said, you're worthless. I believe I'm worthless, Mm -hmm. especially at the age I'm at. Okay. So that belief comes from the memory change that memory and let's say we change that memory to yeah mom still yelled at me and mom still slapped me in the face but that's not the whole truth the truth is mom's messed up this mm-hmm. has nothing to do with me this is mom's junk mm-hmm. and damn it the last thing i'm going to do i got enough junk of my own i'm not going to i'm not carrying mom's junk anymore mm-hmm. so the new memory says, yes, yeah, she did that, but that was her, not me. I can have a fabulous life, and I am not worthless because that was never true. She, she said that out of her junk. Mm-hmm. Well, that memory, the, the second one, will open the cell or keep it from closing. The original one will close that cell every time. Mm-hmm. So at, at a root level, that's how it works and here's the second way it works and they work together uh, you have a mechanism in your brain it's called the hypothalamus that works like kinda like a smartphone it's constantly scanning for either a fear-based signal or a love-based signal basically a positive or negative signal and that's from your memories okay it's not from the outside world it's things that happen in the outside world filtered through your memories so If the hypothalamus gets a negative signal, it flips the fight or flight stress switch on, which means your creative thinking is taken away, you're dumbed down, uh, your digestion is put on hold, your immune system is turned off, your creativity is taken away, everything goes to large muscle groups and fighting or running, okay? Okay. On the other hand, if the hypothalamus receives a positive signal from your memory banks, it does the opposite. If stress is on, it turns it off, and then it turns on this incredible thing called oxytocin, which uh, uh, Dr. Ben Johnson told me if they could ever put oxytocin in a pill and it worked, it would be the number one selling drug by far of all time. (laughs) And and you wouldn't need hardly any other drug, mm-hmm. but you can't do it. It can't pass the blood-brain barrier. But when the hypothalamus gets the positive signal, it does it internally. Mm. So the, the re-engineered memory will send a positive signal. The negative memory with lies and errors in it that has not been re-engineered will send a negative signal.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. That totally makes sense. So once you do this process of memory reengineering, is there ever a chance of regression of those memories coming back? Or are they literally gone? Like they're changed, right? So you can't ever.
1: Yeah, they're yeah, they're not gone. They're changed. Um, so it is it yeah. is extremely extremely rare. I've had that happen one time. And I doubt that it even happened that one time because basically what happened with this person is that the actual event that, had, that was that bad memory reoccurred even worse than it had the original time. So I don't think I don't think that memory relapse It's that he had a new one happen that was even worse. Mm. And then we reengineered that and he was fine again. But outside of that one, no, I've never had anybody say, um, you know, my memory's changed and I'm, I feel love, joy, peace. Uh, and then two weeks later, it went away. I've never yeah. had anyone say that.
0: Yeah, this is like so incredible. And so just a few more questions before I could talk to you forever about this stuff. But when we when we look at these... Memories and re engineering them. So, like when new memories happen, whether good or bad, are you then just like kind of automatically programmed to just handle them in a better way? Or do you just like in your daily life, do you continue to go through these steps? Or does it, do you feel like it just naturally starts to happen? Like your body picks up on this and.
1: Yeah, what typically happens, Alexa, is that when you transform all the old negative ones that have been causing you problems then the new ones don't become a problem because they're interpreted correctly. Let, let me give you an example. Um, probably the most traumatic thing that ever happened to me, I was about 12 years old and my father had just found out he had severe heart disease and the doctor said you'll either have to have open-heart surgery or die. Well this was in the early days of open-heart surgery. It's not like it it was not like then the way it is now. Back then If you had open-heart surgery, you were never the same again. Mm. It was those very early days. Um, So he was grieving. He was angry, thinking that at like 50 years old, his life was never going to be the same again. And on a Saturday morning, he snapped. Mm. And I just happened to be in front of him when he snapped. He wanted me to help him work in the garden And I already had a tennis match scheduled, which was totally normal. I I, I went to college on a tennis scholarship. Happened all the time. But on this day, in that condition, he snapped. Mm. And he started hitting me, not with his fist, open hand, over and over and over and over again. And while he was hitting me, he was saying, Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. Alex, you're never going to amount to anything. Now... My guess is it was about a minute and a half. Seemed like weeks. Knocked me on the ground, cut yeah. my leg. Well, um, if if I ask probably your listeners, any one of them probably, do you think that affected me at all? Mm-hmm. They would all say yes, mm-hmm. and, and it absolutely did. For the next fifteen years, it ruled my life. Okay, uh, I didn't even realize this, but what my family told me after the fact is I used to spontaneously sing all the time, even though I wasn't any good. And after that day I never sang again. Mm. My joy was gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I had so the way that memory was uploaded into me was this. I am never gonna amount anything because my dad is my hero and knows everything and he says I'm never gonna mount anything, and he's not wrong, so my new programming is I'm never gonna mount anything. And Alexa, it was unbelievable. I started sabotaging everything in my life and wondering, and, and didn't even know I was doing it, and I never connected it to that thing mm-hmm. that happened with my dad. I mean, I, I I was upset about that for about a day, but then thought I was over it. Um. I felt bad physically after that. I started doing worse in school. I mean, everything, absolutely everything. Okay. When I memory engineered that memory, my dad still hit me. Okay. If I change that, I'm changing it to a lie and Mm -hmm. the lie is going to hurt me. Okay. Uh, A lie detector test is a stress test Mm -hmm. and stress is, Connected to ninety-five percent of all illness and disease, so I I don't want to lie because that's going to hurt me inside. But if my reengineer, but but the original memory is not the truth. Mm -hmm. What is wrong in that memory is not what happened. What is wrong in the memory is the interpretation that that because my dad hit me and said that that that's the truth, and that's what's going to happen in my life. Alexa, that was never the truth. Mm -hmm. And that is almost always the problem in a memory that is causing problems that needs to be re-engineered. It's not what happened. It's the interpretation in that memory of that event and what happened. So when I re-engineered that memory, in the new memory... My dad still hit me. He still said I'm worthless. I still cut my leg. But that memory also says that had nothing to do with Alex Mm -hmm. and and whether I'm going to be successful or a failure in the future. That was 100% my dad and his junk, okay, has no bearing on what I can or will do or am capable of in my life. So, when I get that re engineered that way, I can think about that memory anytime I want to. And I might not say I'm glad my dad did that, but I don't feel the negative anymore. In fact, I love my dad. I was able to love him way better after I re engineered that, you know, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. So, um, that, that's what we're doing. We're not, we're not, we are t- we're basically taking the lies out of these memories that are sending the negative signal to the hypothalamus and causing our cells to close.
0: Mm. Yeah, yeah, that totally makes sense. So kind of when you do this work, I mean, you've done the work and now you can kind of live in freedom from that.
1: That's right. Yeah, and um, and and now it's automatic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have to think positively about my dad now. Oh, wait a minute. That's my dad. Let me think positive. No, I naturally think positive about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but
1: I didn't before re-engineering that memory. I guarantee you.
0: So you're so, not worried about positive memories because I've heard that in some cases, like any memory can create a blockage, whether good or bad. But you're really just focusing on negative emotion. Negative posi- emotions.
1: A positive memory can cause a problem, but but it's it's not typical. It's it's like a one in ten or maybe even a one in hundred thing. We've all heard about the. Um, Uh, And this is a bad stereotype because it's not always true, but I'll use it anyway. Um, We've all heard about, you know, the guy who was the star football quarterback in high school and Mr. Everything and all the girls were after him and all of that. And then you have the uh, then you have the high school reunion 30 years later and uh, lots of people there are Mm -hmm. very successful and have done great things. But he's an absolute wreck. And Mm -hmm. all he wants to talk about is the football game in high school. He's never gotten past that. So that seemingly positive memory has blocked him from moving on with the rest of his life. And um, a lot of people have one of those. It'll be, okay, what's the best thing that ever happened to you? Mm -hmm. And and they'll say, and, you know, we'll check it out. And it's probably 50-50. 50% 50 of the time it needs to be re-engineered. 50% it doesn't.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's clarification there. So my last question is, what's the first three steps that you would tell someone to start the process of memory reengineering?
1: Well, uh, get the book.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: um, and by the way, if you get the book and you don't care about the illustrative stories or the research you can just flip back to the memory engineering six step process portion. Now, I don't advise that, but you know, uh, some people like that the research and all that, and some don't. But first of all, get the process, all right. Secondly, I would write down, what are the three things in my life that bother me the most? Not the three memories, the three things. Then, track those back, okay, let's say that um uh, by the way, my wife and I um, uh, healed those things in our life we we've been married thirty three years now, happier than I could ever imagine, so I didn't tell the back part of that story, but um when we were both wanting a divorce, it's hard to put into words. Um, I loved her in a way, and I hated her in a way. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Because because I saw her as as the source of my problem. So if if I was doing this then, I would say, okay, the number one thing is me and Hope, our relationship. Okay, now that's not the problem. Now what I gotta do is figure out, okay, what memories are related, at least from my part. about my relationship with hope. And here's the easiest way I know to do that is to say, okay, when I think of me and hope way back then, what is the biggest negative emotion or feeling or negative thought that I have related to me and hope? And I, and I think, um, the thought for me, Alexa, was, it's not fair. And the emotion was anger. Mm-hmm. Okay. There you go now you've got a clue then what you do is you say okay, what is the biggest anger memory of my life I can think of that maybe also has some it's not fair
0: mm-hmm.
1: re-engineer that memory
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah and and keep doing that until you know what? I can't think of any memory that still causes me anger or, uh, I have a a strong thought of it's not fair. All right. Now look at your relationship. Now, now for me back then, let me look at my relationship with hope and it is totally transformed. I don't feel any of those things toward her. No anger. No, it's not fair. I start seeing her positives uh, we fall back in love in a way bigger way than we ever did before. And, and in a way, it's like magic. I had, uh, I, had, I had two different clients, Alexa, who I did this with, who contacted me back. And, and they didn't know each other. And both of them said the same thing. They said, Alex, the, but the best way I can describe this, it's kind of like I got into a time machine and went back to something in my to an event in my life that's been causing me problems ever since, and I changed that event, and then I came back, and now I'm living my life, but with the changed event, not the original event, mm-hmm. and and it being with it with the lies taken out, and the new correct interpretation of that event versus. The interpretation that was never correct mm,
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah so good you have been such a wealth of knowledge and i hope everyone just runs over and orders your book the memory code uh before we get into where they can find that though i do have a few quick fire questions just to kind of end this get a little bit more information in just a quick way from you so i hope sure. you're on board with that fire for you what is the first thing you do every morning for your health
1: pray when people ask me what's the most powerful thing you know, I say number one through ten is prayer. Everything else starts at number eleven.
0: <laughs> that's awesome, such a great answer. What is your favorite health book outside of your own? We want everyone to go order that, but what's another like tool or book that you feel like is really helpful for people on this journey?
1: The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton,
0: mm, Yeah, yeah, that's a good book. I've linked that up a few times, and so hopefully, um, if you haven't ordered that, that's a great book to order. And the last question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received and want to leave us with?
1: Okay. Can I give three real quick? Yes. Go. Okay. Number one, it is not your fault. Mm. And I don't care what you've done or not done. Now, you may not understand that till you read the book, but number one, it's not your fault. Number two, trying harder is not the solution.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: It's programming. hmm Number three, unless you're on your deathbed, you can still get to your best life possible from where you are now.
0: Yeah, that is so good. Such great information. And like you said, you can learn how to do this in the comfort of your own home and your latest book, The Memory Code. Tell us where they can learn more about you and what you do and where they can find your book.
1: Well, you you should be able to find the book everywhere. Most people, of course, go to Amazon because it's a little cheaper. Um, If you want to know more about me, uh, DrAlexanderLloyd.com is my website. Lloyd is with one L. All the two L's are crooks. Just kidding. (laughs) Um, um, But uh, that's my website, and you'll find all kinds of stuff there. You'll find all kinds of free things there. Um, one of the things you may be most interested in is something I call the spiritual laws of nature, and there's probably 75 of those, and they're all free. There's a blog there, and you can go peruse those. You can listen to the free podcast. You can read them in written form, but uh, they are counterintuitive, and to me, they're the secrets to living a life of love, joy, peace, and success.
0: Mm, hmm yeah. So good. I'll make sure and link all of that up in the show notes so you can find out more about where you can learn about this stuff, find him and grab a copy of that book. So thank you so much again, Alex, for being on the show, for sharing so much information and just being willing to put this information out there um, because it is not easy to come by. And so I really do uh, appreciate what you're doing and how many people you can help in the process.
1: Well, Alexa, I want to thank you. You are doing great work out there making people aware of things. And we desperately need that because there's so much negative out there that's not true. So please keep doing what you're doing. We need you out there.
0: Yes. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the encouragement. And likewise to you. Okay, my mind has been blown. Like literally blown. I, for the last few few years, as you know, I've been working through my own health battle and specifically this last year, diving hard into the mindset, getting counseling and therapy and doing all the things. And this has just really changed my entire perspective. Like it's brought it all together, like not changed my perspective, but maybe brought everything together to fully understand, okay, this is how I heal. This is how I get better. And he lays it all out in his book in simple, easy steps that you can do from the luxury of your own home. For real. It is totally worth grabbing a copy of the book it blew my mind. I th- flew through it on an airplane ride in a matter of hours. Like, it literally is such a great book. So to get all the information on today's show, head to the show notes at SimpritsWellness.com backslash 199. Again, I'm sharing more about my journey into healing and re-engineering my mind and what I'm learning from that, as well as more information about Dr. Alexander Lloyd and the memory code can be found over there. But for real, I don't want you just to take this information, but I want you to do something with it because this is where real change happens. And I can't stress that enough. I know so often we just want to talk about food and exercise, but our reality is, is it isn't so much what we consume or what we do, but it's how our body uses that or what it does with that that matters. And that's the missing component that we don't talk about. Like all day long, we can build systems around what we should do and, and how much we should move and the perfect equation to health. And while that makes sense logically based on the information that we have, what is harder and why this becomes so personal is because the only thing that really matters is what your body is doing with that. And what your body is doing with that is based off the information that's running around in your head, past emotions. Um, your, your memories, right? Like this is how your body's interpreting what you're providing for it and how it's using it. This stuff matters. And I can't stress that enough. So make sure you grab a copy of the book. Maybe even go back and listen to this podcast again. I rarely listen to my podcast again, but this is one where I wanted to soak in all the information he had to share. So go back and listen again and stay tuned for another episode because I'm going to make the big ask and ask him to come back on the show one more time because I am not done with this topic yet. So stay tuned. Hopefully he will be back on the show next week for another episode that goes a little bit deeper into a little personal consulting session that I had with Dr. Lloyd on how I can heal some of my own memories. Okay, stay tuned for that. I will see you back here next week.